Welcome to Alter Economics Presents. I'm Alex. And I'm Jared. And you survived the snowstorm. I did. It the was snowy, freezy, awful. Yep. Our work gave us a couple days off and worked from home and I didn't go out for like three days. Nice. I park on the street, came out uh, Saturday, Friday afternoon, I think, and my car was buried. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we were closed Thursday. So like Laura and I did the podcast. So I was like, cool. You know, watched, we watched Boba Fett and then went to bed. Like Laura's like, made a joke, oh, this snowstorm, a whole lot of nothing going on here. Wake up Thursday morning. Oh, hey, there it is. Yep. Th- th- it, th- it came. There it is. Yep. There it was. <laughs> But hey, it worked out for her though, because she had Wednesday night and Thursday night off. We went back into work Friday night. By then, the roads were clear. We were closed Thursday because of the snowstorm, and we were in late Friday. And I was like, oh, the roads are clear then. So, yep, I know pretty much all counties around Allen County went to level three on the roads. Yeah. But Allen County stayed at level two. We never went higher than level two. Yep. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It shut everything down around the. Lima area. <laughs> I, I got a bonus day off, so there you go. I'll, I'll take that. Yep. But after that, uh, on Monday night, then uh, Laura and I went to see the new movie Moonfall, and that gave us the inspiration for this week's topic of over the top ridiculousness. Uh, my spoiler free spoiler free review of Moonfall: uh, the first half, okay, I see where we're going. Second half, wait, how did we get here? <laughs> and wait, do you even physics, bro? Uh, there's a lot of that going on, like. I'm, I I get suspension of disbelief, but there are some things like no, I can't, I can't disbelieve <laughs> this anymore. I just boom head explode. But anyway, that gave us the inspiration of comic books that are over the top, ridiculous, kind of fun, kind of out there. Um, I'll go first with a whole bunch of books thrown together. Uh, Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Just. Just Deadpool in general. If you see a Deadpool book, it is going to be ridiculous. It mm-hmm. is going to be action-packed, over-the-top, and funny. At least a, a version of humor. You may not find it humorous, but you'll see where the humor is at. Your your humor mileage may vary on each book. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even from the Rayleigh Core Deadpool series, the classic stuff, the weird Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, Deadpool kills the Mar- Marvel Universe again, Deadpool versus Gambit, Deadpool, whatever. If... Is a Deadpool book. It's ridiculous. Like he is over the top with the pew 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 boom boom boom. Ah. Yep. I always liked his uh, team ups with Spider Man. Yeah, because those were always fun. Well, I mean, they're very similar with the. They have similar humors, but like Spider Man is. It's weird when Spider Man is the serious one of a group. Yes. (laughs) And and it worked with them. Yeah, because like (laughs) Peter wants like you can tell Peter wants to laugh, but also. That's messed up. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, that's that's too dark of humor for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker is more of like a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up comedian, and Deadpool's like, uh, oh, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> like, more of a blue-collar yeah. comedian. Or a Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. Like, uh, I could uh, see Deadpool doing a, you might be a redneck joke. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, he's definitely more <laughs> blue than he'd kill the person right after he told the joke. But I can see him or while or killing the person with yeah. punchline to the joke, even or or it could even be the setup to the joke with him. It could be, but yeah, it's definitely like a, oh, this is a very clean, family friendly versus what just happened is Deadpool. So yeah, he's easily fun, weird, crazy stuff. Um, yeah, it's definitely over the top. That was the first thing we came up with this category, like. I don't. I can't think of anything more 
over the top. The no, Deadpool. not even my list. My list is over the top. <laughs> I mean, and there are a bunch of books of him, and mm-hmm. it's like I've, I'm kind of cheating of like not choosing one thing. I'm just choosing like here, just go for this person, and that'll be it. But hey, I make up the rules, so you can make do whatever I want. There you go. So, what is the first one on your list? Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, and Aliens uh, about a. Gunslingers in the old west, like the eighteen hundreds. Um, they're the actually, wild west. Yeah, the wild west. Um, they're actually ambushed by a group of Indians, and during the battle, they all stop to witness a uh, alien spaceship crash landing. Um, the aliens are there to exterminate human life, and basically, the a- Indians and uh, cowboys uh, team up to fight them. They're able to it. it it's so absurd. It's it been a while since I, I... I'll be honest. I didn't read it for this, but it's been a while since I read it. But they are able to um, make some of their, like, flying speeders or... They look like motorcycles, but they fly. Uh, they're able to make them crash, and they basically steal some weapons, and they're able to use the technology to put horseshoes on some of their horseshoes to give them flying horses, if I be- remember right. Because they know how to ride horses, and the horses, they can just basically run, so why not make them fly? Exactly. Why? It's like rain, like Santa's reindeer. Exactly. Like, that's how they run. Yeah. So that was, I always remember that. I'm like, man, this is... Ridiculous. Yeah, and I read it after the movie, and the movie didn't have any of that stuff. You yeah. Know? The, the, the movie took a lot of Hollywood liberties, and... It was pretty serious. I enjoyed the movie. Right. That's what made me... Uh, Go after the comic. Was the I'm movie like, Liam Neeson or is that Harrison Ford? No, that was Harrison Ford and uh, Daniel Craig. That's right. Yep. And a couple other actors but that were – I can picture them, but I can't name them. When you hear Cowboys and Aliens, you don't see – all right, but this is the serious take. And that's right. what the movie was. Right. By comparison, at least. Right. And Harrison Ford was the bad guy in the movie, so I'm like, I've got to read this comic. Yeah. It was very different from the movie. A lot of similarities, you know, a lot of concepts. A lot of inspired by Yes. Not necessarily – Based off of just inspired. Right. But they're two completely different stories. You can enjoy each of them individually. But the comic was just so out there that I'm just like, this is weird. But I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. All right. Uh, Next one of mine is one of our all-time favorites of everything. Deceased. Deceased. That's Uh, such a good one. It's such a fun one. I know we rant and rave about it pretty much any time we get. That's what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Um. DC Zombies, um, I remember when I introduced Israel to it a while ago, he was texting me, as basically like live tweeting, texting me like, oh, when did this happened, holy crap, what do they do? Like at one point, Jason Todd finds zombie Joker and like straps him to the hood of the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. Why? When he could just kill him? Because they've had a history yep. and he wants to torment him best he can and that's what he does because – and it's – it's ridiculous, but it's really cool. Yeah, and I love Jim Gordon's reaction to all that. He's like, it's Joker, huh? <laughs> so, you know? Then they get to the school, and he's like, dude, you got to take this down. There's kids around. Right, like, <laughs> I, I, I get you're, you know, relieving some trauma here. Like, you're getting a – it's a cathartic experience for you. But I don't want your cathartic experience to be trauma for these guys. Right. <laughs> like, it's a fine right. line. But they did such a good job with that. Like, the very first issue, they – killed off the entire Batman family except for Jason Todd. Right. It's like Bruce was bit by like all the Robins and yeah, it, Alfred's the one who had to put them all down. Yeah. They did such a good job with that. And really anytime you have zombies, it's going to be over the top. Yeah. And I don't uh, remember which one, but one I thought was – I they had a twist that I just didn't see coming was um, there's a 
like a castle or a, a building of some kind, and they had a moat with red liquid in it. A blood moat. Yeah. Right. Are you thinking blood? Okay, zombies. Sure, right. Why not? But it turns out it wasn't. It was Plastic Man. Right. Just zombified, zombified Plastic, plastic man. man, and he just came out of there as he was the moat. Of like some, that's terrifying. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. Like that yeah. is messed up. But yeah, that was such a great one. And stuff like that, like, oh, that'd be cool if they did it as a movie. But I want it to be an animated movie. Yeah. Because the Live way- action would suck on that, I, I think. I, I don't think it would suck, necessarily. But the way that DC's history is with live action, that would make it suck. Yeah, like- <laughs> that's true. Their animated stuff is so much better. Right. So, like, and that would work well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do whatever you want, put on HBO, good to go. It'd be like the Peacekeeper series. Yeah. That, like, that actually could work. Yeah, and just have it over the top- but a animated style, kind of like uh, Invincible, yeah. where it's like, eh, this could work, but we'll just keep it animated because budget-wise, especially, you think, like, okay, get Moat Plastic Man live action. Quote, I'm using quotes on that one. CGI. Yeah. And... It, it just it wouldn't translate well. Yeah. Because especially it would be, okay, how gory do you want to make it look versus it's going to look like a person. In the comic books, it's cartoony enough that – it looks like blood, and then it, oh, now I see it. Right. Versus if it was live action, you would see it would be a, a being more the entire time. It yeah. Would, the surprise wouldn't be there. Yeah. But yeah, Deceased as a whole, really cool, over the top, and the story's surprisingly good. Like, right. the, just because it's over the top doesn't mean it has to be a bad story. Like, it doesn't have right. to be popcorn. It's like, oh, this is over the top, but still really good. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, good story, and Deceased has done as a great story to go along with it agreed what's next on your list uh next one on my list was super dinosaur by robert kirkman who did the walking dead and, and invincible and invincible um it's a bunch of it's about some scientists who uh find a hole that leads to an inner earth where dinosaurs live and there's a like a element like a metal it's dino ore or dinor or something like that oh dinor because that just yeah that cool. sounds right dinor but uh they uh conduct experiments on the dinosaurs and jet- genetically alter one so he's smarter but he's smaller than like a normal t-rex but uh to overcome his you know small arms they give him like a mech suit type of arm not a whole suit but like around his chest and stuff well, and he's got arms that uh, can actually reach stuff it's now. like doc ox yeah, arms. yeah, something so like, like that. Oh, there's he has his little arms, but it's like right. over, or Jacks from Mortal Kombat, yeah, or the cybernetic arms. Yeah, but uh, they uh, humans, I can't think of their names, but they team up with the dinosaur to fight off uh, Max Maximus is the villain, and he wants to get <laughs> generic villain name. Yeah, Max Maximus. Sure, yep. that'll work. <laughs> Go for it. But uh, he's trying to get to the inner Earth to steal the dino, the dinor, and get to the dinosaurs and stuff like that. So they always have to fight him off. Just over the top fun. They have like four or five volumes of the trades, so at least I don't know how many. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But you know, that one's quite over the top. So when you said dinor, I was thinking, okay, I want to get a restaurant and make a dinosaur themed diner. Diner. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> like, like, oh, we can do like T-Rex burgers, Velocisteaks. Oh, Stegosaurus. 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 There you go. I mean, we can we can get a dinosaur themed diner. I think I think we can do it. All right, anybody that's listening that wants to do a diner, I'll come up with the ideas and the puns for the food. You, you all fund it. <laughs> you do all the real work. I just want my cut for – I just want a small – I'll take 10% of the business. How about that? I'll just do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, next on my list, I mentioned it when Singlish was coming out. 
The trade came out last week. I, it was my pick of the week, actually, last week in the store. Uh, that is Fight Girls. Um, the best explanation I have for this is, you know, Hunger Games, the first movie, when it was just like them in the Battle Royale, last one live wins. They just focused on that mostly, like just the fighting. But it's not just fighting. It is a series of races and events to figure out who the next queen's going to be. And it's ridiculous, like, oh, and here's a teleporter to a jungle world, to a desert world, to an ocean world where, all right, first person that wins is, you know, it's a race. You're going to die probably. But that's the price of trying to be, you could, if you win, then you get to be the new queen. You get to be royalty. And they do have some story in the background of it. That is not bad, but the majority of the heart of it is the, okay, what crazy shenanigans contest is the next wing going to be? And it was really fun. I read it in singles. I know I talked about it pretty much every time the issue came out. Um, I foresee it being a book club book that we'll talk on the podcast in a few months or so. Once everyone has a chance to get it and read spoilers and stuff. But it's just ridiculous. It's a light read. It's a fun read. Like, this was just fun uh what's next on your list uh my last one was um going by memory here um it is a teen titans story arc i can't think of the actual title but uh superboy gets launched into the future with the legion of superheroes and um they pull the titans in with them and stuff like that and they when they go back to their own time they get like stopped to their future and they find their future selves as villains. They're the new Justice League because all the Justice Leagues were killed. And they're the bad guys. It was over the top but grounded at the same time. I can't say it was – the concept was over the top. It was like early Fast and the Furious. Yeah, there like, you go. Oh, I see the story. We'll fudge the numbers a little bit, but yeah. Right. So there was – you know, a lot of it was the older generation trying to get the younger – generation to say you need to make these choices so we become reality you know so there's a lot of over the top like do your things and Effing time travel i hate time travel they did the story arc like they came back later and i know robin's like i know how to end this and he puts a gun to his own head you know it's like <laughs> it's you know a little out there so there's multiple like they the main story arc happened and then it happened again later on or the the justice league villains came back in time that second time or something gotcha. like that but those were i thought those were over the top but they were so good and so much fun so all right yeah uh another one on my list is one that i chuckle every time i walk by it um warning uh, if you are young or have young people nearby this may be somewhat explicit ish i'm not gonna go into full details the book is money shot i'm not gonna explain the name I'll explain. You'll figure out the name based off of the the story, the premise. The premise is there is a group of scientists that want to do space exploration. Like, hey, you know, you know, we can go out in space, we can do this, but we just can't get the funding. The governmental funds, you know, they're tied up. The grants are tied up with whatever. You know about getting grants and stuff. Yes. And how much of a nightmare it is. Yeah, it, so, it can be a hassle. So instead of doing, instead of using the public sector, they're using the most private of sectors. Uh, and they are making adult content that people can subscribe to, similar to OnlyFans, and that'll fund their fuel and expenses and everything else that they can go out into space and do their scientific exploration stuff. And yeah, so they do special dedicated streams with 
relationships with with different uh, species and other crew members and stuff. And it's ridiculous. But the story's actually pretty good, too. It really is. I kept, like, balking at it every time I'd say, and I know you, and I think even Adrian were like, yeah, it's not too bad. You should check it out. The story's I pretty good. It. Did it you read the first volume? Yeah, then? it yeah. was pretty good. Like, it's one of those, it's a guilty pleasure sort of thing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say, hey, random person, you should read this. Right. No, no. I would make sure I know the person first. Right. That's not one just like casually, flippantly throw Like, no, no. This is weird. It, it is vulgar. They do show a lot. And it's a, it's a rated a hard R. It's a hard R. I wouldn't R. say it's rated further than that. They put the hard in the rated hard R. Yes. Um, and – but it it is Star Trek funded through porn. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is the best way I can put it. Like, yep. all right, well, we'll go through space. You know, we'll find these different races and beings. And, oh, no, now we're stuck on this planet where there's a civil war that we're caught in the middle of. All right, let's do our thing to free the people and then somehow get money from our home viewers. And <laughs> Yep, and go to the next. And go to the next planet or the next story arc. And the, there's romance involved with some relationships where some people are more than work buddies with each other and yeah it's weird it's ridiculous way over the top way over the top yeah the same point i can see at some point not in our lifetime probably but at some point where could actually happen say uh spacex falls on hard times let's just say that and like all right we need uh we're gonna still do our space program but we need a way to fund it well here we go i mean Pornography creates innovation and technology, so we'll just go with that. There you go. <laughs> uh, another one on my list that you actually read, I haven't read yet, uh, The Vein. Oh, that was good. So why don't you give that a- That was a bit of an over uh, over the top. Um, it's set in Chicago, I believe, in like the 40s. And World the, War II. Yeah, World War II. Basically, the premise is um, uh, vampires- Want decide to go to war and, and are to they, fight the Nazis? Are the vampires like public? Do the does the world in mass know about them, or is no. it they are so they are a secret of, society? Yeah, still. yeah, but it's it's not like underworld and stuff like that. I mean, they were wearing very forties style clothes and stuff like that. Um, very, very clandestine. Um, very espionage related. So a lot of behind the scenes work was being done by them. But vampire was, spies. Yeah. And it's the the premise is vampires versus Nazis. And there wasn't as much like battlefield fighting Nazis as it was the spy work. Yeah. Yep. They're so, good at that stuff. I mean so they're, they're good at working in the shadows. You think, okay, if there are vampires if there let's say there are vampires in the real world. And it happened to be during World War Two, like, hey, you know, we need blood. Yeah, because yeah. that a- was one of the things. Um, a lot of like the – I can't remember if it's the Red Cross or whatever, but like a lot of the blood banks and stuff were being sent overseas because of the wars. Well, they can't really get to the blood banks now because they were – some of them weren't trying to kill other humans to get the blood. They'd go to the – rob the blood banks and everything. They were, quote, good people vampires. Yeah, exactly. So-, so they went to war and chomped on the bad guys. Because if you think about it, most part of the war stuff is, you know, oh, no, you shot me. Well, I'm a vampire. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, those are the best kind of soldiers in that sort of battlefield. Right. Like, now, unless they happen to like, oh, they're holding up in a church. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> However, if they're just random in the trenches, yeah, sure. We can take right. care of that. Yep. <laughs> so, 
It it's was one, a good one. It is one that is on my list that I think we'll be reading soon on the podcast because I haven't Probably. read it yet. Yeah. Um, It'd be one worth worth reading. Yeah. It was part, good. Part of me wants to wait till like Halloween time, but I was like, no, we'll find other ones then. I, I want to, I really want to read this one. So I imagine it'll be a sooner than later that we will talk about it on the podcast more in depth. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I have on my list is Rat Queens. Never read that one. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't read all of it um, just because I fell behind and just haven't had a chance to go back to it. But the premise is D&D, but all the characters are female, and they all have Deadpool's humor, is the best way I can put it. Like, oh, like it's a D&D adventure party where there's cracking jokes, and they're all females. And like, Check it out now. Yeah. That it, sounds it, fun. It is a humorous ver- more humorous version of Die. I know Adrian loves Die and all rants and raves about that. Rat Queens is, all right, let's go full on humor with it, too, and they're... There's all sorts of the you know your core classes and races and stuff like that, and it's sound it's ridiculous. I need to read more of it. Shoot, we might do that in a couple of weeks. Then also, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, it's one that we've always had on the shelf since it started coming out. It's won many awards for its writing and characters, and everything like that. So it's a good one. It's a staple, and it's D and D ish. Like it's the fantasy, the D and D fantasy stuff. So. And there are multiple volumes out. I want to say like four or five volumes. At one point, I think they renumbered. They relaunched yeah. their their story too. My best guess is the relaunch is like, a, all right, that's the first campaign. Here's yeah. a new campaign sort of thing now. I so, see potentially eight volumes. But like I said, it may – one of the – volume maybe, five could be the relaunch or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just a quick Google search. There's a whole bunch. So, yeah. Yeah. Rat Queens is one that we always carry or we try to always carry and – that one's it's it's in our fantasy section, but it could definitely go in our humor section, no problem. So that is our list for our over the top ridiculousness of books and stuff that stayed out to us. Um, next week we don't we haven't figured out what our topic is yet, but we'll think we have a whole week to figure it out. So it is what it is. So moving on from that, let's talk about our books of the week that came out Wednesday, February 9th, twenty twenty two. The month is almost over, Jared. Just about. It's not hard to believe. I mean, it's it's the shortest month of the year. Yeah. So, it, it, <laughs> and with the snowstorm, it shortened it even more. Yeah, having people being off work. Um, but these are the books that came out this week that stood out to us. Um, I want to. I'll kick it off with Devil's Reign number four. Uh, when Devil when Devil's Reign number three came out, that was probably one of my picks. When two came out, that was one of my picks. When yeah, one came out, that was one. It's solid. It's continuing to be solid. It's one of my picks this week too. Yeah, it's. It's such a good I – mean, it's Chip Zdarsky who is doing wonderful stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I am behind on, De- on Daredevil. I know you are as well. Yeah. But you don't necessarily need to read that to go into this. Not it's at all. It's very well contained hmm. um, where – a quick recap of everything that's going on. Kingpin, Wilson Fisk has become – you know, has been mayor of New York for a while. But he's kind of gone off the deep end and – He's making a Civil War era, a Civil War era, I mean, Marvel Civil War, where there's a registration where you have to be, you can't be just normal vigilantes. Like, you have to be registered. Otherwise, good, bad, and different, you're all bad. Yeah. And he has deputized a bunch of villains because, like, wait, what? Uh, You'll hire me? Sure. So I get free reign to do whatever. Free devil's reign to do whatever I want. (laughs) Um, And it's 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 a mess. It's fun. But, yeah, it's so good. This issue has... More of Otto Octavius, him mm-hmm. manipulating Wilson and 
there's some drama going on with that. Like who's actually in charge. You think you're in charge, but you're really not. And the whole Fisk not happy with what's going on. Like he knew, he knows that he knew who Daredevil was. Yeah. But there is something going on. Some sort of shenanigans has made it so he doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And like he has documents like, oh, I know your name is on that. But every time I look at it or every time anybody looks at it, it's blank. But we know it's there. Why is that the case? Some sort of magical spell of some sort has done that. And he is not too happy about it. No. And you find out in this issue, not all the villains are happy with the current regime as no, well. not at all. Um, I don't want to give away who, but it is one of the villains on the cover. I'll put it that way. Decides to change sides. And... Uh, that was such a good sequence. It, it was really good. And, like, it... It made sense for the story, too. It did. Very much so. They're like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm a bad guy, but I'm not that bad of a guy. Like, because even the good guys were here's like, we know you. You, Why are you doing this? It's like, I'm doing what I have to, but even I have my limits. Right. Here's this. This will be a tip for you guys. Do something about this because I'm not in a position I can do that. Right. So, and yeah, it's just, it's so good. Like, yeah. This is issue four of six. There's only two issues left, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Same here. I can't wait till this ending. Yeah, it, it's just been so good. I, I would be excited for it to come out and trade, too. Uh, what's next on your list as yeah, well? That was one of my picks. My other pick for the week was uh, Darth Vader number 20. Uh, we're still dealing with some of the Crimson Rain stuff, and some of it has been weaker, I will admit. This one was a lot of fun. Um the Crimson Rain kind of sets them up a little bit because they're trying to find out who the Crimson Rain um, characters are. So they they come across a list, and they're using the list. But they know the list is flawed because... It's part of the Crimson Dawn. They're fr- I'm sorry, the Crimson yes, Dawn Crim- Crimson Dawn. Crimson Rain is the story. Arc. Right. I'm sorry, yes. The Crimson Dawn is the yes. criminal... It's like the Huts. It's the criminal yeah. empire. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they go use the list to find these people and eliminate them. And some of them are potential true Imperials. So it was a great, great story arc. Because Vader, he knows he's being played, but he still goes along with it anyways. I mean, because ultimately him getting played is him still playing other people. Exactly. Uh, like, exactly. Wheels of the Wheels, like, oh. And the Emperor still using him as a pawn. It, just a good story. I. The Vader series has been good in overall. I've really enjoyed it. It's one that I, I'll keep reading for quite a while. All Hopefully. Right. <laughs> Until they cancel it and renumber it. And, make exactly. new ones. and then you'll read those. So it'll be fine. Yep. Uh, another one that I would mention this week is another four of six. Uh, Last Flight Out. It is really, it's really cool, guys. Like where, I've, where I got on my shelf, I was like, Oh yeah, it's been a while since this one came out. I forgot what's I forgot going on about that. Um, there's the super genius that yes. had created these spaceships. To like, all right, uh, Earth is dying. Very similar to Krypton and Superman. Like, all right, Krypton is dying. Earth is dying. We need you know these ships to get off Earth with these these arcs, so to speak. And he he spent his whole life dedicated to the cause. You know, to build this technology, get everything. You know, to save the world, or whatever, or save, save humanity. humanity. And his daughter is like, no, there's a way. You just haven't looked at it. You know, you've looked at it a lot of ways. We haven't looked at it the best way. There is a way to do this. So he's like, no, like the last ship out, the last flight out is in like three days. So it's been a journey of him trying to get to her and trying to get her to go. 
you know, onto the spaceship and get out of there. And this one, she's like, oh, we're not leaving until you find my boyfriend. I, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm probably not going to go with you, but I'm definitely not moving at all until we save him. So it's a rescue mission towards the boyfriend. And there's some cool over the top physics here <laughs> where they're in it. Like they're getting trapped by these bunch of bad guys and you find a way out and like, all right, well, there's no way out. So let's make a way out. Let's make a hole. And it just, it's comic book physics. It, it is. But I'll, like the one genius guy is like the boyfriend is, is also intelligent. Is like, come on the, what is it? The law of, Oh, Oh, what is the one of equal and opposite reaction? Oh, not the not thermodynamics, but oh shoot. Anyway, he's like, oh, whatever force you need to blow up the door, you know, to blow up the wall to make a door, will kill everyone inside also because you just need that That's, much force. Yeah. And the genius is like, well, don't worry, I got I got solved. He points to like a deep freezer, that a walk-in <laughs> freezer. He's like, no, no. We'll be, that's insulated too. Yes, the whole room will be destroyed, but we'll be safe in there. And it's just like, when there's not a hole in the wall, you make a hole in the wall. Hey, Indiana Jones did it with the fridge and your nuke. Right. This is fine. That's not over the top at all. But yeah, it's just, oh, there it is. It is the Newton's third law of motion. That's what it was. The use, the explanation for it. And it's just cool because how many action movies have you seen? Like, oh, yeah, we'll just blow it up. Not realizing, unless it's like detonated, you know, targeted charges, it's just an explosion. It goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, they 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 quote science it. And that's like, eh, plausible science. And, okay, sure, I can believe that. At least you're addressing the elephant, the explosion, the exploding elephant in the room. So... It was just cool to see that, and there's some stuff going on. This is well, this is a must-read once it hits out in trade. Yeah, um, I'll be picking this up in trade. And the way it's going, I feel like it'll be a one-and-done. I doubt they'll be doing more volumes. It's possible they could, but I kind of hope they don't, because I'm afraid they'd be milking it out if they do more than their mm-hmm. original six issues. Um, But it's really cool. I, I like it. It's fun. It's action-packed, but good story too. It's not action just for the sake of action. There's also a good amount of story to it as well. So yeah, those are our books that came out this week. It was a pretty light week. Um, it, it seems like anymore, there's one big week that's heavy that everything else is kind of sprinkled out and then it is what it is. But yeah, that's, that's our books for this week. Uh, so we'll move on to our book club book of the week. That is Superman Red Sun, volume one and only. There's only one volume, guys. There is anything else yet. You never know. It's comic books. Never say die. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to know the spoilers of what's going to happen, next week we're going to read March, volume one, um, by, I think it's John Lewis, the former congressman that had passed recently-ish. Um, I, I want to give more than an explanation of just March, because if you search March, there's a bunch. Yeah. Um, I think you have a picture of it, don't you? Uh, yeah, I just exited out of it. Give me a second. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be what we're talking about next week. That I believe is the Civil Rights March on to, I want to say on to Washington. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. We have it. We have volumes one, two, and three. Um, but I haven't read it yet. So we'll talk about volume one next week with Laura's here as well. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about March, volume one. Does it say who's by? Um... John Lewis. John, okay, I was right. It was John Lewis. Yep. I think he was a congressman. I think he's a former congressman. Anyway, 
That'll be that'll be next week. This week, Superman, Red Sun. Uh, it's only what three comic book issues into one, I think. But it was big too. Like there's... they are chunky. Uh, yeah, they had to be oversized issues when they first came out. Yeah, I mean, you figure it's three issues, seventeen ninety nine, and it's not. I don't feel like we're getting gypped on content. Yeah, it looks like a five issue series. They had to be oversized. I don't know if they were perfect bound or not, but yeah. Uh, big background story. Uh, Superman lands in Soviet Russia or, or Soviet uh, controlled. Um, um, not Syria. Oh, shoot. Where? What was it? I forget. I, they talked about it repeatedly. Oh, I was like, this is somewhat Still relevant today. One of the Soviet-controlled countries. We'll go with that during the Cold War era. And instead of instead of the United States, he re- he gets raised to be a Soviet superhero, super soldier, or you know whatever. And all things considered, it goes pretty not bad. Like no, it could have gone worse. You, you think Soviet Superman? Oh, he's going to murder everybody in the United States. You know, yeah, socialism was... run wild and blah blah blah. No, let's be clear, socialism did run wild in this world. However, it, he was not the driving force behind it initially. No. Uh, yes, Stalin was still alive. He was the second in command to Stalin because I mean Superman. He he was only second in command because he chose to be second in right. command. But it was still the truth justice and the way of the people <laughs> instead yeah. of the American way. Yep. Uh, where he was being a good guy and he didn't care about borders of you're Soviet, you're not like, no, I'm here to save people, help humanity in general. Right. He was still Superman. Right. You know. However, it does start to get to the evil Superman where Stalin dies, someone poisoned him. So it, like the Soviet party, they need a leader. They, he's obviously the forerunner and, He's the kind of like the best kind of politician, one that doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be a person in charge, but I kind of have to be. Right. Let's be honest. That's never going to happen in our lifetimes. That's no. <laughs> that's that's where the fiction is, folks. Right. Is a politician that doesn't want to be a politician. Right. Uh, but uh, coming towards the American side, Lex Luthor is a brilliant scientist, the hero. He's trying to find a way to stop the evil Superman, you know, the Soviet Superman. He's actually married to Lois. So it's Lois Luther, which is so hurts my brain. Yeah, like, it, I, I keep wanting to say Lois Lane, and they her she still goes by her writing name of, of yeah. Lois Lane. Yeah, because she had won a Pulitzer in this world, also. I think I, uh, that I right. believe I believe so. So she still goes by her pen name. Quote, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a uh, Luther manufactures a satellite to fall to Earth. And it's supposed to land in Metropolis, but since it's a Soviet satellite, uh, Superman comes by and stops it from crashing into Metropolis. Saves it, puts it in the water. Um, he actually nicks the uh, Daily Planet globe, and he goes back and fixes it before it, or you know, catches it before it falls on uh, Kid and his mom. So I mean, it was still Superman. You know, he was still saving lives and everything. But uh, yeah, they plot heavily against him. Ukraine is where he landed. Ukraine. That's I was like, right. I know it's part of Russia, but not exactly. And I, it was at the very end when so and they kind of quit in Tarantino as where they all right, here's the story, and then oh, at the very end, oh, here's how he actually landed here. Right. Which 
I, I, I'm okay with them putting it at the end because yeah. it's really nothing new. I mean, no. it showed the destruction of Krypton, uh, you know, Jor-El, Jor-El and Laura, Laura-El, uh, sending Kal-El in the spaceship and, oh, here's crash landing on Earth, uh, which is just cool to see like, oh, yeah. this is that. I mean, it's very, it's like three pages, it's not, not important. No, but, uh, I loved Luther came up with Bizarro. Yeah, I mean, they've done that several, several times, but this one was good because it's, you know, it's a United States answer to a Russian Superman. Well, and this Luther, I would say, is not a villain. No, he's trying to stop a overpowered enemy of the state. Yeah, I guess I mean, you'd he, call him. he is looking out for his country. Now, the motives of him looking out for his country, it could be questioned. Yes. However, he is looking out for the best of the United States. Yeah. I now, wouldn't say he's the bad guy in this at all. Right. I don't know who the bad guy would be exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's Superman in this either, really. I mean, yes. of, of the characters, I I would say it's Stalin's son is the ultimate bad yes. guy. Yes, yep. Uh, I think that's the easy one. Who who created Batman by yeah. killing Bruce's parents. Right. However, he was just following orders, but either way. Right. Um or whatever the Russian version of Bruce, because they don't actually call him Bruce Wayne at all. No. It, it just, he becomes a Batman. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really cool to see Luther, the, the knowledge that Luther actually has. Mm-hmm. He's not just, oh, I'm an evil villain that's super smart. No, no. He's actually really intelligent. Yeah. It shows him, like, how neglectful he is for his own personal life too like how neglectful he is to lois like oh yeah we're married but it doesn't i don't really get anything out of it because you know i'm playing eight chess games i'm reading five different languages and i'm working on the superman problem all at the same time right he he's multitasking way too much yeah and it but he's super intelligent all of it like he wins all the chess games yeah and he does come up with bizarro now it's not the it's he he was a failure to launch <laughs> Bizarro. Like uh, right. you you need and, to you need to beta test this a little bit more, buddy. Yeah, and I mean, their Bizarro sacrificed himself to save everybody. Right. So, he, yeah, he was, he was more, like still Superman's DNA type of thing. <laughs> it's like the, the nature versus he, nurture. Like exactly. That, the nature was still there. Yeah, but I really liked this because it started out with like. Um, um, Eisenhower was president, and they go into the future. It's actually time jumps. Like, Superman's been Superman for, what, like 20 years in this or something, 10 years or something, when Batman even comes along. Each, you know. I would say each of the three issues is, like, three different decades, too. Like, could, very well could be. Because, yeah, it starts, you know, with him just coming out as Superman, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm saving the world, to, hey, I'm the president of the uh, Soviet Union or right. whatever the – Equivalent. I don't know if president's the correct term, but the leader of the Soviet party. Yeah. And then, oh, well, I'm the leader and I'm the leader of the world now because the, I've, you know, expanded mm-hmm. communism so far that only one that's holding out was United States. I think it was one other country that held out too. I don't remember who it was, but the big one is, okay, United States hasn't fallen yet. Right. They're, they're still capitalistic. They're, you know, they're in ruins. They're falling apart. There's so many mm-hmm. people dying. Then all of a sudden, like the next page, oh, well, now Luther's president, everyone's life expectancy is now from like, tw- you know, 40 years to 120. And then it, as it goes on where he ends up, def- quote, killing and defeating Superman. Right. Like life expectancy is now in the hundreds of years. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. Yep. 
but I really like Batman in this. Like he puts a a bomb inside himself that's basically hooked up to his heartbeat. From what I got, if you know he dies or anything like that, that bomb's going to go off. Well, I think it was just a suicide vest. Is basically all an internal no, could, suicide vest because he like he clicks the button then it blows it up. It was it because I thought maybe I misread that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was him setting it off himself. Could be. You uh, may you may be right on that. But I liked it because he had to like use his extra vision, you know, and Batman's like, Yeah, I know you see this, you know. You so, know what I'm doing here. Right. And then he turns on red sun lamps and just beats the crap out of him for a little bit. I liked that. Uh yeah, I would say because it's the oh, and by the way, it was Pyotr or Peter, the Soviet version of Peter, who betrayed you while he's clicking the detonator. Yeah. So to me, yes, he detonated himself. Yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm losing, but I'm not letting you – I'm not letting you beat me. Yeah. I'm, I'm defeating myself. I'm taking myself off. I'm forfeiting the chess match myself. Yep. And then we see old Wonder, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like she, she broke the lasso of truth, which just aged her up horrifically. Yep. And then the, the ending fight scene of everybody. Also, the new origin of Hal Jordan – of what he went through with the uh, POW camp yes. of being tortured, like oh, and while he was, the only thing that kept him sane every day was he was figuring out how he's going to torture his captors. If it was, if he was going to, he's going to build his own his own concentration camp against them, and however long he would think that he'd have to make it, like oh, it'll take an hour to dig a ditch. He would spend an hour thinking of. Dig by dig by like he was so meticulous at it. Like he was so hyper focused on everything. It was like over the course of three years or whatever, he built it all. He built it all basically twice. Once in real life, eventually, or plausibly, and the entire like he spent the time building the facility all by yep. himself. And then we get the new Green Lantern core of sorts. Well, I, before we get to that, there was something that I thought was really weird. Um I couldn't remember if it's Stalin's son, but like the commander of the army was had like a Superman uh, thing on his head, and he was like brainwashed pretty much. The Brainiac, yeah, the Brainiac piece, and um, a couple. The next issue, as it starts out, he's like in his fortress of solitude, and there's some random people like dressed as bats who have that also, or dressed as Batman. So it's like, who are these random people? Like I did, I completely missed that. So the way I took it was they were. Taking up the mantle of Batman. That's the anonymous, how anonymous okay. uses the V for Vendetta mask. Oh, okay. They were using, they were that using as the, the Batman bat mask as their okay. calling card of so we are. Like, did he just go crazy and just say, oh, you're dressing up as Batman and going to serve me or something? You know what I mean? No, I wasn't sure yeah, about I'm that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are vigilantes within okay. the Soviet or rebels within that are unified underneath that calling card of the Batman. Yeah, okay. That's the way I took it as. Gotcha. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's still cool to see. Okay, well, Batman v Superman, Superman sort of wins ultimately yeah, at the end a little with bit. that. And so, but uh, we're time jumping again a bit to the future with Green Lantern. Um, Lex Luthor and uh, Lois Lane are older, sixties, seventies. Would you say is, this is the last time jump? Yes, this because it's the last. It's the third volume. It's, this is the climax. The we're going into war, yeah. and yeah, Superman has taken over. Like the previous issue, they talked about he has all of it except the United States. At this point, yeah, Luther's been able to hold him off. Right at this point, Luther is like, okay, we we can we only have one move left. Uh, we can either make him attack us, or we can attack him. Either way, he loses because he wanted to do all this passively 
this is actually by bloodshed. Like he's taking over the whole world without any bloodshed at all. We are forcing his hand. Well, he'll have to kill people. Mm-hmm. And we see a whole Earth-based Green Lantern Corps, which is kind of confusing to me. Like, yeah, was everyone's armor just powered by Hal? I think so. Because that's the way I was thinking it. But the, it looks on some of these panels that they all had rings. So did uh, Luther, was he able to like replicate the rings? I That's my best guess. And they were all leeching off of the okay. main one that Hal had. Yeah. Because as soon as he took Hal's ring, all everyone else's armor was gone. So I think. and uh, Yeah. So I think, I think, I think Luther did. Duplicate. They, they don't really explain it very well, other than yeah. they're on his wrist. I mean, Hal has the main power battery when he's given the whole, you know, Green right. Lantern's light speech. Yeah. Uh, also, side note, the Titanic and I Superman's was just going to point that like, out. That's just cool. And there's crypto in the background there. But yeah, he like pulled up the Titanic and it's I miss crypto completely. Holy crap. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That, I think in that dark, was his only appearance. And Dark Side in the bottom there, too. Yeah. Right? Titanic. Like, there's uh, the T Rex from the Bat Cave, I'm assuming. That's what I guess. But yeah. A whole bunch of Easter eggs in this thing, yeah. folks. But yeah, it, it looks like the Green Lantern Army is powered by, mostly powered by Hal. And Hal created little rings with his con- as constructs to Could them. Could be. Yeah. So as soon as Soups broke the connection between him, they lost all their power. And I love how they were trying to capture him. Uh, they, they had the safe, like, oh. Yeah. And he's how like, remember, guys, microscopic layers. Like, he will bust out, yes. However, if we do boxes within boxes within boxes into an infinite level, he will never escape. Which, of course, he, he does. He, he breaks does, through. He escapes very quickly. And he, so he goes into super speed and gets Hal's ring. And it looks like he, like, tosses it into his mouth and eats it. <laughs> I'm like, hmm? Okay, that's one way to get rid of it. Yeah, I, no one will be able I mean, to get it. that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's, there's definitely like a little glint coming out of it, like off the side of his mouth. So yeah. I, would, I would take it as, yeah, he's just swallowed it whole because why not? <laughs> yeah, but they kind of release everybody against him. The Amazons are now against him because Wonder Woman was with him in the beginning. Right. She was, well, she was in love with him. Yeah. And she's in love with him the whole time. Yeah, but he was in love with Lois, and but she was married to Luther, and right. they had this whole... Not even a love triangle. It was like a... A, a weird love. Yeah. Like, a love line. Yeah. It was a line of love. Yes. But uh, yeah, they kind of release all the Superman villains like uh, Livewire, um, Parasite, Doomsday, a whole bunch of them against him. But the Amazons are fighting him also. Uh, Brainiac makes his move against him also because Brainiac was um, with Brainiac Superman. Brainiac was under the employ- Was He was the... Lackey. He, he was the Alfred. He was yes. in charge of everything. Right, but he was behind the scenes because he wants to shrink the city and put it in a bottle. That's well, what Brainiac does. He collects cities and puts them in bottles. I love the twist of like, oh, I just let, made you think that you were in charge of me this whole time. But no, you were, I was actually manipulating you into what I wanted, which was take over the whole world. Yeah. And like, that's a very Brainiac move. Yeah. And then we get the team up of Luther and Superman teaming up to stop Brainiac. And just, it's cool to see, okay, well, crap, Brainiac has a failsafe of, like, however many black holes that will destroy the whole world. Superman has to get it away. Yeah. And last thing he says, well played, old friend. Yeah. Luther played him to stop Brainiac, and he knew it would kill him. So Luther wins. Superman's gone. Then we do another time jump. (laughs) The final, final time jump where everyone's super old. And you find out, no, Superman survived. He just... 
he realized that Luther was right. Like, because yep. uh, I love that's how it was like, Brainiac was like, no, Brainiac said, Superman, stay away from him. He'll commit, he'll convince you to commit suicide in like 15 seconds. I'm like, no way. Then he read the letter of, why don't you just encapsulate the whole planet like Brainiac? Oh, crap, I am the bad guy now. And that's what made yeah. him turn against Brainiac ultimately of the, oh, no, I'm just as bad as what I claim to be. And just really cool to see Luther really did outsmart him. And mm-hmm. and credit to Luther. Like, he, this is the best Luther I've ever read. I mean, the, oh, he's a bad guy. Not just for a bad guy's sake. Like, no, he is super smart. Yeah. Yep, they did the mad scientist version of Luther, and I loved it. But it wasn't like... But like one of the early quotes I really liked of his, he he just calls the president, and he's like, no, I don't care if he's in a meeting, get him now. And he's like, I need um, a Soviet satellite, uh, $44 million or whatever. Right now. And a crew of this. Right now. And you have like 20 minutes. Yeah. Go. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) He was was definitely full of himself on that one. But yeah, the... This is okay. I'm not a huge fan of Superman, as you know, and as most people that listen to this know. However, this one was really cool because this wasn't a Superman story. It was a Lex Luthor story, I would argue. I actually agree. It's not a Batman story. It's definitely Batman, not Batman. wasn't in there. One, not a Wonder Woman. It's more Luther. It is than a Luther anything. story. I mean, because a lot now it is from the narrative perspective from Superman. Yeah. However, like. I mean, Superman by himself landing on Soviet Russia, that's not, there's not much of a story there. But we see Luther playing the chess game. The entire book was a chess game between the two of them. Yeah. Like, oh, this this is cool. So, out of a five-star rating, one being awful, five being great, where would you put it? I'd go with a four. I was in the same thing. I was like, I, I want to give it a five, but it was a little too wordy at times. There were, yes. there were a couple parts of like, okay, I... I get Lois's work, you know, worked at the Daily Planet. Yeah. But and it feels some out of things, place. Like, how many things were we questioning each other back and forth on? Like, how did, did – was the Green Lantern Army, like – Some stuff was skipped just for the sake of yeah. we only have three issues. We got to wrap this up. Right. So it felt like, okay, this is happening, but what? Where did right. this come from? You know? Yeah. Gra- like, I had to stop and think when Wonder Woman became old. I'm like, wait, wait. Why isn't she, you know – Right. Isn't she, like – it's a great story, but it's not, not a, a best story. Right, but it was it's so much fun. If you I mean you can look past all the little nuances that as, it had. As far as Superman stories go, it's one of the better ones. This is I would say this is my number 2 favorite Superman story. Number mm-hmm. 1 being Superman Son of Kal-El. <laughs> that's currently going on cuz that's that's just so good. Uh but it's definitely okay. This is a Superman book I would not feel bad like, "Oh yeah, here, you should read this because it's yeah. unique." Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, four out of five. Yep. Art, uh, the art's good in it. The art's good. It's a, it did take a little bit to grow on me at the beginning. Well, it changes too. Right. So it, they kind of change it a little bit with each deck, with each book, just to show that age. Yeah. yeah, there's a it, bit of age. It's still and... weird seeing, uh, Luther with hair. It's, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I, He's I got red hair. I just don't like I it. I like well, if I, yeah. I'd rather him be bald, but right, like, right. they like, kept they kept their like original red hair and stuff it, like that. So. It just hurt of like, why does he have hair? Yeah. No, he, he looks and then his like son has a red hair and everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, so with that, 
The part that you always forget about. Oh, dang it. The heroes of a week, Shoot. be it comic book or otherwise. I'm going to go with Lex Luthor in uh, Superman Red Sun because he was awesome in that. He was the ultimately the villain, but he was so good at that 30-year chess game or whatever, how long it was, that or 50 years. He outplayed Superman. Yeah. And the, he played the long game and won. Yeah, that works. You know? uh, and I'm going to go with Matt Groening. Of the uh, Simpsons fame, uh, creator of Simpsons, co- one of the co-creators of Simpsons, Futurama, and Disenchantment. Disenchantment, not a huge fan of, but it is what it is. And I'm a fan of. I'm gonna pick running because today, as we're recording this Wednesday the ninth, uh, Hulu announced that they are they picked up another season of Futurama, folks. Woo-hoo. Twenty episodes is being ordered by Hulu. Uh, Futurama. This is like the fifth time it's come back. I think. <laughs> Uh, if you're counting, especially if you're counting the break with the movies and then come back and whatever, it's been canceled and come back a lot of times. But yeah, I I'm excited. I love yeah, Futurama. Same here. Um, not a bad episode. Uh, no, are, I'd agree. There are moments where, like the whole movies that time frame when they did, like the three or four movies. Yeah, those were kind of weak. But they're, they're still but fun. They're not episodes. They're movies. Yeah. Now, if you watch them on streaming, they put them in the timeline. Of, they put, which is great. I'm glad they put yeah. like, all right, here's the series. Oh, the movie took place here. Well, we'll put the movies in as an episode, you know, as yeah, another like a season. season. Yeah. So like, I'm glad they did that. Same here. Uh, but the, the movies still aren't as good overall as the series, but I'm excited for it. I want more and we're getting more. And it's the show that just will not die. And I love that. It's, Same here. It's, it's the ultimate underdog story yeah. of it's back. It's canceled. It's back. Out. It's canceled. Did it come out in 2000 or 1999 originally? It was real close. Because I know they did the new Millennium thing, and it was like the next, you know. It was real close to that. I'm doing a quick Google search. Uh, 1999. I thought so. Yeah. Because, yeah, I know the first episode was New Year's Eve on 1999. Uh, First episode, March 28th, 1999. So it wasn't even like the fall lineup. No. Wow. It was the beginning of the year. And it ended in season one ended in May of 1999, so it was oh wow. The first season was only nine episodes. Wow! So there are ten seasons out right now. This will be season eleven. Season ten came out in 2013. So oh wow! Nearly uh, it'll be a decade later because I imagine it probably won't come out in 2022. I guess it'd probably be in 2023 when it comes out. A decade later for another season, I'm in. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Yep. I, I'm cool with it. So Same here. So yeah, Matt Groening for more Futurama. I, I'm so, I, it's I'm weird. psyched. It's weird being excited for something I know that's knocked me out for a very long time. Right. But I don't care. I'm happy, yep. I'm happy for it. So with that, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for following the store on MySpace, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all that fun stuff. Laura and I are talking. I should make a Discord for the podcast. Podcast slash for the store. Just make because some people are prefer Discord and that's a fun direct interaction with each other. So yeah. we may we may there may be a Discord coming out soon. We may make a dis, dedicated Discord channel for the store slash podcast and whatnot. Yeah. So because why be cool. not? Because that's a good way to interact with everybody. Yeah. So why not? Um, with that, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And barring any other bad snowstorms or anything, we should be back next week. So until then, we'll see you next time.